Hey kids, welcome back. Dungeon Monitors Episode 6 Storytime Marriage Counseling. Tonight it's me and you and me and you only. I'm going to share someone else's story of me. This may have a shelf life. A felt cute, might delete later type episode. Here today, gone tomorrow, who knows? Haven't decided. (laughs) But once upon a time, at least a hundred fucking years ago. Okay, maybe like eight or nine, but close, whatever. After many just domination online in real life all those experiences I started writing a lot of stuff down about sessions about myself some of the people I've met and I requested at the time demanded whatever they write about their lives during those times in which I was involved and like you know just what their purpose what they felt their purpose was their mindset and what was crazy is that everyone's conviction was slightly different but sharing so many of the same similarities and the most obvious the most obvious one is the need the need for us the need for me the great need for me the great need for us and these filter these unfiltered reflections of themselves written by hand because of course you know I'm a romantic and when I tell you to write about your feelings and whatnot, or whatever the fuck it may be, I expect it in blood with a feather pen and mailed to me, to my P.O. box. <laughs> um, you know, just to make it more genuine. Until you open these fucking letters and you can't fucking read anyone's fucking handwriting. <laughs> And it's like everything that I received, all all of it, was illegible. It was awful. I think one person, um, one had the prettiest penmanship I've ever seen. It was like practically fucking calligraphy. Just beautiful. I've just never seen handwriting like this. Just one person blew my mind with that. Everyone else handwriting blew. I got so frustrated. It was really just too hard to fucking read. It was too hard to understand. But So after that first fail of that task, not being successful because... Some of these people write like someone was over them with a hammer smashing their hands. What needed to happen was a redo and the process changed. So we put out email to me. It was better. Receiving it that way was much better. But again, it's different when you have them write it out. I compiled in my notes their stories, our experience, and maybe one day I'll have this edited. Maybe published, audiobook, but for now, today, tonight, I'm going to read a section from the sub's viewpoint. The title of this chapter, Marriage Counseling. And it's not what you're assuming at all. It won't begin how you assume. It won't end the way you would expect it to either. I'll preface this with title of the chapter by saying this. It is not as common, but much more common than you think that a husband or a wife, especially a missus, because I've noted, you know, in the past that it's going to be unbelievable, right? But the missus brings in a sex worker more than the mister in a marriage relationship. Again, this is what I've noted. Trust me, the guys try, but the best way to do it is let the lady lead always. Anyways, this is not the case in this scenario. Not every mister is trying, but every mister is thinking about it. It's not always your cis male sick fantasy of what you think or you would expect in your dirtiest whatever. It just let the lady lead, like I said. 
if you were to ever have that opportunity. Mistress do it as well. Not the case in this instant, but it takes a hard left turn eventually. And dominatrices, dominatrixes, are no stranger to the arrangement of being hired on for couples or only one of the partners. And when it comes to a dominatrix involvement, it hits different. We're not here to sleep with you. We're here for domination, teaching, training, etc. Extraordinary list of options. Back to the chapter. I don't know if I'm going to read you the entirety of what he wrote. I mean, I may read it verbatim. I may throw some of my own thoughts from the past time. We'll see. But I will be mostly reading this from his story as him. I'm not going to act it out or change my voice or anything like that or be animated with it. I'm not going to share any of these people's names as that's in part of what we have agreed upon years ago. Some don't care about their anonymity. Others care about the privacy of that. This was asked a long time ago. We have to honor it. But looking over this, wow. Uh, Yeah, looking over this, he did a pretty good job. The grammar is not tragic. What a good boy. Okay. Wow, what a good boy. This is really written out pretty well. The beginning is super dope. All right, here we go. These are his words, remember, not mine. Well, mostly. I'll give some cliff notes. Here and there. Don't kill the narrator. I am not worthy. I am small. I will obey. Today I'm writing to you of the best day I've ever had. The day I played with you and the missus. You decided it was time to exercise what we have discussed for the past several months. My wife and I were so honored with you gracing us with your presence in our very own home. Thank you. Thank you again. Thank you so much for that rewarding day. All my training more than paid off. I was nervous at first for you to meet my bride, but I was always very hopeful. I lived a life before of lying and womanizing that I didn't hide very well, embarrassing my one and only, telling her it's her fault, blaming her always. Whenever she would try to talk to me about anything that I've done, I'd know how to shut her down, get her to stop, convince her that it was her fault, then later give her a gift for damage control. I am a terrible husband and a weak little pitiful bitch piece of shit. (laughs) Okay, remember kids, these are his words, not mine. I'm just reading this. But way to take fucking ownership. Everyone's afraid of, to fucking do that, to take ownership and responsibility. This fucking guy is talking about how he brought his trash fucking bullshit lifestyle of, of not being kind to his partner and to his marriage. But at least he fucking is taking the bull by the fucking horns and taking ownership of it. That's actually pretty fucking cool. And I know I sound like a robot, super monotone, but I'm doing the best I can, guys. I'm reading this and I'm reading and trying not to laugh. I, bear with me. This is a printed attachment. <laughs> It's actually not the handwritten one that I wouldn't be able to get through that at all. Back to this fucking guy pouring his heart out. (laughs) My wife somewhat knew of my exterior projection of myself as a cocky bull. And because of that, because of her knowing me before we were married, I figured that I didn't have to change and that she was never going to leave. We finally went through with the marriage. No matter what, I always made her feel stupid, incapable, whenever she tried anything. Today and every day after this day, this very special day, my wife is the center of the world, the center of my attention by everything, and she will always be. I had an idea of what the day would entail, what was going to happen. We've discussed this in our marriage counseling sessions. Thank you for that as well. And I knew that the assignment was in Bratnall. Okay, guys, cliff notes. For those of you who are not familiar with this area, population-wise, Bratnall is considered small. It's labeled as a village, but really, it's filled with, it's like Pleasantville, but filled with estates. It's surrounded by the shoreline, the shoreline of Lake Erie. Many judges and high-powered representatives reside in this regal, deferential community. High society vibes. All right, back on this shit. You have only shared details on specifics with my wife. You've communicated with each other more than myself this past year. 
so happy that my consort and you, mistress, have cut me out of the middle and for the past several months having only communicated with each other on these projects for me to do and you two only speaking directly and now exclusively to the head of the household. The lady of the home, my queen, I am not to be considered and will no longer interfere with the chain of command. Mistress, this experience has been a real joy with an agenda you've provided for my queen. She follows religiously boundaries are set, I must follow rules, an unpredictable power exchange. I never thought in a million years that something like this would happen, and I would never see myself embracing this. Now my life is full of domestic discipline, as I have consequences for my actions. Something I never thought I would do, to be accountable, but to be also held accountable by someone else. The night before our meet, my instructions for that day were given to me over dinner, 12 hours before. I received a piece of paper with bullet points of instructions. My instructions were as follows. 5 a.m. Rise. Hydrate. 20-minute stretch. Coffee enema. Hydrate. Followed by a full body exfoliation and shave. Hydrate. No moisturizing after shower. Wear my bedazzled g-string. That spells out little bitch. <laughs> I can't help it. I can't help it, guys. I gotta take a breather from this. This is a really good read. That was... This is funny. And of course, I remember that day, too. His vivid, epic description of what took place is... I'm proud. Very proud. Proud mama. On his end, reading over his instructions, it's it's the passion for me. Yeah. The commitment, the submission, all the above. And hydration is very important. I can't highlight that more, especially when you play playing. It's... It's important in everyday life when you're going to be active, especially physically active and mentally active. Hydration is, it's above everything. You don't hear about it a lot in this community. Talking point wise, as we're typically focused on domination, submission, consent, and I really don't give a fuck who you are, especially if you're outside of this community, but your body goes through a lot of strain. Your mind goes through a lot of strain. You go through a lot of strain emotionally in a lot of these sessions. Even if you're having the best time, mentally, emotionally, physically, you're going through a roller coaster ride. Vigorous stimulation, sensory overload. You may think you do not notice that. Your body, your mind, everything about you. Transitioning into the subspace, all the things require you to invest in self-care before, during, and after. This is just not the overbearing lifeguard on kink duty in me enforcing this. This is a, a reality. The nature of the beast. You need to fucking hydrate. This isn't a Gatorade commercial. It's a fact of life. I'm going to reference the name of this podcast, Dungeon Monitors, myself, one of us, and as a dungeon monitor, dungeons, there's water there. You need to be responsible with hydrating yourself in advance regardless. If you go to a dungeon, if you do a session, and if you go to a play space, drink fucking water and a lot of it. You can think this is a silly suggestion, but it is extremely helpful. Water is sacred and the biggest life force. Hydrating yourself should be one of the highest priorities no matter what. Laugh if you want, if you don't want to understand it, if you don't want to get it. I really don't care. Heed my warning. Drink lots of water. All right, now that I've beaten you down with that, we're going to jump back in, jump out of the cliff notes and jump back into this. I hope I can find out where I am. Yeah, holy shit. Intermission time. I need to take a sip of water myself. Please hold. And we're back. 
after a long wetting of the whistle. Still not sure exactly where I left off. Aren't I a great narrator? I'm going to take over Morgan Freeman's job. <laughs> He's uh, becoming not strong enough to fight for his throne. Here I found it. Before I put on the string, my wife must insert plug into my Ooh, this is getting spicy. The plug we used was a part of a training kit. We used the medium-sized one. Not something we really do, but I trust her. And without hesitation, it took well and went right in. My wife has instructions that are separate from mine. I don't know what her specifics detail. She did not help me get ready, got ready herself in a separate room. When she came out, she was dressed in all black. She looks stunning. I am not worthy of her. Well, damn, it took him long enough to fucking figure that out. You realize that now? Better late than never, I fucking guess. After all the bullshit that motherfucker put her through, I mean, he is not it. You are not it. Those are my words, not his words, kids. <laughs> if anyone was wondering, the only similar directions we had were to both be ready at 7 a.m. At 6.45, I was ready. I was eager. I was excited. I stood in our living room with my head down, cold, happy, nervous, waiting in my one size too small string waiting in our living room waiting for my wife a couple minutes passed and she entered the room i tried to not look up at her but when she approached me i couldn't help it i had to look at her she looked so lovely she had on such a mischievous smile that smile made me a little bit nervous but it made me happy because she is happy in her one hand she had a blindfold and in her other she had a handcuffs Ooh, again, this is getting a little spicy, guys. Blindfold and handcuffs, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? Spoiler alert, I told them what to do, so I know what's going to happen. But you don't know what's going to happen. So listen up. It only gets better from here. <laughs> handcuffs that a cop would have. Not fuzzy handcuffs. That's right. Suffer. <laughs> what did he expect? Moving on. She walked behind me, placing the blindfold over my eyes, tying a knot behind my head, proceeding to pull my arms to my lower back, placing my wrists together, taking the ice-cold handcuffs, locking them on my wrists tightly. Hearing the crunch of the handcuffs, a sound of assurance that I am not escaping this, scared and relieved me. The prevention of sight from the blindfold made my mind run wild. The darkness subdued me. The handcuffs sealed the deal of any control I may have thought I may have had at the time completely shut off. I felt helpless, but I trusted her no matter what. No matter what happens, I'm going to trust her. A vulnerability I could never accept before. Vulnerability I'm being forced to accept now, but I happily take it. My thoughts ran off again as to why I chose to never completely trust her. Why would I have done that? How could I have done that? And I felt deep shame and deep guilt. In that moment of all of these thoughts of regret that haunted me, made me feel more and more guilty of how I had treated her in the past. I felt nauseous. I felt sick, but I didn't say anything. I was wrong. I was immature. I was self-conscious. I was insecure. Instead of me trying to make myself a better person, I made her pay for that. The memories were hard to accept, but I heard her voice telling me to kneel. Her voice saved me from all those haunting memories. My body responded, and I crumbled to the ground on my knees. Not being able to use my arms for balance and the overwhelming stress kept me in disproportion. We waited in silence together in our living room right in front of a large bay window. I could feel the sun rays on the lower half of my limp body peering from that window. The carpet under me started to burn my knees. Calves and quads tingled. My feet 
went cold. I was excited. I was nervous. I was scared. I felt humiliated. No one was hurling insults at me. No one was degrading me. I was humiliated by my own hand. I knew I was small. I knew I was selfish. I needed discipline. I needed this. I craved it. The only remedy for me was and is accepting my place, correcting my wrongs, stopping this cycle of inherent abuse towards women, especially the ones that we love the most. Amen. Do you hear that? He's seeing the fucking light finally. The women in his life love him unconditionally, and we only realize that the best things that we have when they are gone. My thoughts are interrupted by a sound of a vehicle pulling into our driveway and parking. This blindfold magnified my other senses, hearing being the most sensitive. My wife very excitedly said, the driver is here. She sounded very giddy. I heard a car door open, someone stepping out of the car, swiftly closing the car door, walking on the steps to our porch, with poise, lightly knocking on our door. My sense of smell heightened. When my wife answered the door, I could smell floral traces, and I smelled my wife's perfume. Two separate, lovely scents. Mrs. welcomed the driver in to our home. Two soft-spoken ladies talking about the festivities. The driver asking my wife if she's ready. She happily said yes. They ignored me most of the time they were speaking to each other until they noticed that I was trying to listen. My body language was so obvious. I kept tilting in the direction I heard their voices. Like a needle in a compass, I couldn't see them. I could feel them staring at me. Together, they approached me, walking behind me, one wrapping their arm through my arm on the left and the other on the right. They started talking again, casually, my wife following the driver's lead, lifting me up by each arm, talking to each other, not missing a beat, turning opposite sides, I am escorted out the front door. After so many steps, they stop walking, they stop me, kneeling me down on the ground of the driveway. Wow, this is getting good. I hear and feel a car door in front of me open. For a moment, everything is still. Then, without warning, I'm ripped up and lifted harshly by each arm. I didn't expect to be face first into the back seat, my chin jammed back, collar, shoulder, chest, and stomach skin needed deeply in the car interior, scuffing me up pretty badly. The instability of balance and a lack of good posture, destroying and ripping apart my wrist, followed by a door slamming aggressively behind me. An amazing start to the day. I'll remember that morning, that afternoon, that night, that day, forever. The ladies continued to giggle and talk to each other outside the vehicle. Then they both entered the vehicle at the same time, sitting in the front. I face down, helpless, in the back. The front passenger's seatbelts click on, the car turns on, and we reverse out of the driveway. I feel the car shift into forward gear. The radio turned on, and the car was driving speedily. I try to lift my flaccid body up to be more comfortable. It did not help. I accepted that there is no comfortable position to be in and melted into the interior. I'd eavesdrop into the ladies' conversations to help ease my mind, partially because I was curious to know what they know about what's going to transpire, also because I was so nervous and the turbulent ride didn't help. Their voices put me at ease. They talked about the area in which we lived in, the weather, but I would fade in and out. My mind would go blank. I'd lose my thoughts, getting lost in their words, mixed with memories from the past. I would sweat on and off, noticing every bump we hit, trying to focus on their conversation. My mind would find itself always wandering back to how disappointing I've been as a partner. Her hurt, and I can't help but feel sad, and I can't help but feel so sorry. I've apologized before. I took accountability, and I take accountability. I want to make everything better. Now I'm starting to feel nauseous again. Finally, we part, coming to a complete stop. The driver gets out of the car. My wife then gets out of the car, closing her car 
car door very softly. I think she was in awe of what the building looked like, the building I never got to see the outside of. There was complete silence again, only for a moment. Back door near my feet opened. The two ladies laughed at me, pulling on as hard and as high as possible on my string, giving me another surprise, a wedgie. I'll take it, there's way more scarier things that could happen, and do happen, especially at an event like this. After that, I am pulled up and out backwards by the driver, landing on my butt on the gravel while the driver was strong. Something else I didn't expect, but it's what I signed up for. I'm soaking wet from sweating, hot, ice cold, and nervous as hell all at the same time. God, I really loved it. All of it. Every overwhelming, unpredictable part of it. Every second of it. I'm told to stand by the voice of the driver and she said it very firmly so I do I pitifully pull my very imbalanced body up and they laugh at me because I look like a newborn baby horse attempting to walk and I still couldn't see shit nothing I try to stand as nice and as tall as possible. It's really hard to do anything with your hands tied behind your back. I tried my best to stand as straight and tall as not overtly exuding any type of cockiness or confidence. Following direction, felt many little rocks embedded in my body, deep in my skin, invading the lower half of me, my blindfold finally removed by the missus. The first thing I see is those two ladies laugh hysterically at me to smack all around my lower half of my body, and I really thought they were trying to help me. It it made it just worse. Finally, the joke's on me. Okay, everybody, we're taking a little intermission here. I'm not going to read a paragraph or two of what he put down. It's pretty humiliating, but that's not why I'm not going to read it to you. I'm not going to read it to you because you're going to have to eventually read this at some point in time, but I will read you a little more. You did lose out, but you can follow up in the future if any of this ever gets published, that is. Cross your fingers for me. I will start in an immediate area of where I left off, just not the juicy stuff that I'm not going to read to you. Found a good spot. My blindfold was pulled back up and I remained standing while shaking. They grabbed my wrists, directing me with my handcuffs, lifting them up little by little, forcing me to walk on my tippy toes. The gravel again having its way with me, but this time it's under my feet, burying inside of my feet, feeling like ticks that will never latch off, they'll never leave. The sensation of these physical pains accelerates the anticipation and I think about the last thing I saw before my blindfold went back on my wife's smile I remembered it I remembered it just as it was and that comforted me she is happy I am happy that glimpse that snapshot moment was interrupted by someone putting a very cold choke collar over my head dragging it towards my neck I hear a large, thick snap metal sound of a leash clicking onto the collar link. While the collar is being adjusted to a very snug fit, rendering me completely helpless, this triggers another memory, the same wonderful feeling of when we put our rings on in holy matrimony. Aw, did you hear that? What a cute analogy. (laughs) Okay, let's see, where do we land? I follow wherever my leash is pulled. Cliff note, that's what good boys do. I try to keep up, try not to let myself get dragged. They play with me less like a pet and more like a toy. Finally, I'm guided to stone steps of a grand porch. From what I remember, it was very beautiful. The driver knocks on the door. I hear it open, and I hear something very familiar. A hypnotic voice. I heard you. Yep, that's me. The story gets better and better. On a scale of one of hypnotic, how hypnotic is my voice tonight? It's super fucking monotone. I'm going to read you a little bit more. Let's get back to where we were. You greet everyone and briefly conversate with the exception of me. The driver instructs me to take a big step and my cheeks get very hot while I'm assisted in the home. The door closes behind me. The driver tugs my leash designating me to move to the left. Okay, more cliff notes. Anytime I use the word mistress, 
he's obviously referring to me, just so you guys know. So sometimes, sometimes I might say you because I'm literally trying to read it somewhat verbatim. I'll substitute it with mistress, and sometimes he even has mistress in here too. Wanted to throw that out there for clarity. Anyways, mistress, meaning me, or here you occasionally referring to me, set her arms on my shoulders, came very close to me, whispering, on your knees. Definitely a very common phrase heard from me. A close second to kneel and or bow, or bow down. Could not help myself with that one. Guilty. Undeniably me saying that. I respond with, yes, mistress, and try to kneel at the same time as gracefully as possible. My knees hit the ground, and the handcuffs are unlocked, and my hands are released. That makes me feel so much better, and for the last time of that morning, my blindfold is removed once and for all. The handcuff key is handed to my wife by mistress. Mistress looks at me and says, move to all fours. I tip my head down, say yes, mistress, and do so. I was overstimulated and all I wanted to do was collapse. My leash is pulled and I follow in the direction of the tugs. The ladies walk alongside me as I'm being guided into a different room. New room was full of heavenly beings, of several doms, socializing, so many lovely scents, but I kept my head down. I am below them. I was walked to another man that was on all fours, wearing a dog costume, not a costume you would find at a pet store. The group collectively makes fun of us while enjoying refreshments. Some of the group branches off, taking the guy in the dog outfit upstairs. I remain where I was seated until the driver, mistress, missus, couple other ladies walk me into another room. In this huge, regal home, mistress sits back on her perch with her arms crossed like Frida Kahlo, giving out orders while cruelly and happily observing. Okay, this is all I can give you of this. I've taken some parts out, some really juicy parts, some really great parts, and I'm not going to tell you how it ends, but the unsolicited advice I'm going to give you is talk to your partner. Um, Talk to your partner about things, about interests, about kinks. Um, It's not always an easy accomplishment, and you can't really feel your person out or mutually get what you guys like and please each other unless you talk to each other. Communication is key. This was pretty decently written. I really appreciate the thank yous in this. There's just at random, at any given moment, there's just like a random thank you to me from this person. What's explained well and not so well is there are moments in time where his mind wanders and it goes back to memories of guilt. That He also goes into things that he's done in the past to his wife and and they are very ugly. So he is in no way any more or no longer in denial about his faults. And in a relationship, when someone does wrong, if you say you forgive them, mean it because it'll just ruin your relationship. You shouldn't be beaten down all the time about mistakes you made in the past, but keep making the same mistakes. There are actually choices, bad ones. And if you're not, if your word is not your weight in gold, that means you're just a shit talker. It means you're full of shit. So you might as well just end the relationship and be single or whatever. Everybody has different boundaries in a relationship. Some relationships are more open. Whatever the totality is of the circumstances, just respect the boundaries and communicate. And the setting that they go into after they leave their home, can't give a lot of detail on the location, but it wasn't so much a munch. You know, like in the BDSM culture, there's like munch meetings and it's it's pretty much just like a gathering of people that have the same interests, you know, mostly BDSM related. The guests there, predominantly doms, what do you know, we mostly share all the same interests. Still not a munch, more like a badass bitch brunch. <laughs> uh, millennials. I've been myself to several events where it's not necessarily a munch 
but it's an event. It could be something so silly maybe to you as a tea party where there's human furniture and there's a lot of stuff going on BDSM related because we're all in that world. So we're all comfortable around it. I called this marriage counseling because eventually both parties were involved and it all surrounded their marriage, improving their marriage, enhancing their marriage, bettering their marriage in a more unique niche niche however you fucking say it, way. You'd be very surprised how households are ran behind closed doors. A lot of married couples or a lot of couples keep this pretty private. It can be a total power exchange. It can be light and playful. Um, A lot of it's derived from if the woman has had a household, realigning the partner to solving, trying to dissolve at least, the inherent misogynist internalized nature of cis men. Doesn't have to be extreme, can be playful, can be light. In the vanilla world, the people we know outside of their household are not the same people. We're all different at home. Who we see at work, who we see on the streets, who we see on the outs are an idolized fantasy version of them that doesn't even exist. I hope everybody liked this, me reading what he had written down. This may or may not be a gateway drug to switching things up a little bit, maybe between you and your person. It's not going to hurt anybody. Could help. Take a good look at yourself, be honest and true to them, be honest and true to you. Okay, now that we got a little bit of that out of the way, for the doms that find themselves in these in real life positions, remember there are boundaries, all the same rules apply, you know what I mean, have principles, communication is key, wink, always key, consent is mandatory, always and forever, and always again remember, 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 someone is trusting you with their lives. It can be dangerous on both ends. Always have fun with it. Don't get emotional. Don't get attached. Follow your instinct, and for everybody, every single person on this planet, stay hydrated. Not kidding. In all seriousness, make sure you hydrate. Do a session or something of that caliber beforehand. Do some self-care. Stretch. Again, hydrate. I said that a million times. Hydrate, stretch, Get a proper amount of sleep. I know you get excited. We all get excited. This is just some general information to avoid getting that hangover feel or getting very sick afterwards. Or getting sick after sessions. It's really important that you focus on self-care and aftercare is very important too. Have... I have plenty more stories that have been written because, again, years ago I had requested that a couple subs write to me about their experience with me, what they were feeling, how I came to them, why I came to them, why they needed it, so on and so forth. So I may be sharing those in the future again, maybe potentially with a book, hard copy, audio. Until we meet again, or until you listen to episode 7 here in the future, make sure you follow me, download me, obey me, like share, bow, comment, worship, and subscribe. The site is still a work in progress. You're also welcome to follow me on Instagram. That's Millennial Dom. D-O-M, Dom, D-O-M, Millennial Dom. I'm a little closer to Gen Z, but whatever.